0: Hello and welcome to Episode 3 on Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda. I'm your host, Sherry, and I am absolutely delighted to be with you to talk about the subtle body anatomy. As promised in Episode 2, I stated that we will discuss the Anatomy of the Subtle Body in Episode 3, and that's where we are this evening. So we discussed in Episode 2 spiritual awakening and how spiritual awakening has a subtle body uh, component. So tonight I would like to discuss uh, that subtle body that lives within, within our physical body and is really the first line that's affected when we have a spiritual shift or a change in our consciousness. Um, this speaks to the seven chakras that run along the spine inside every person. So chances are, if you've attended a yoga class or a meditation or a Reiki session, uh, your instructor or practitioner most likely would have spoken or mentioned the chakras. Um, I know in my yoga teacher training, uh, we discussed um, the seven chakras, um, and um, that is the energetic part of our physical bodies. The word chakra uh, is a Sanskrit word that translates to wheel or disc but it actually references a spiritual energy center within the human body. And there are seven along the spine and through the neck and the crown of the head. The chakra system uh, originated in India between 1500 and 500 BC in the oldest text called the Vedas. The Vedas are the earliest uh, Sanskrit literary records and the most ancient scriptures of Hinduism. Um, as for the purpose of the seven chakras, um, each chakra corresponds to specific organs uh, in the body, as well as physical, emotional, and psychological and spiritual states of being, and influence. All areas of our life, within each chakra or disc or wheel, is prana, another Sanskrit word, meaning life force energy. Um, this is the ultimate pure healing energy that's all around us and within us, and it keeps us healthy, happy, and and vibrant. So while there isn't a whole lot of scientific evidence uh, that supports the physical manifestation of spiritual energy, the study of the seven chakras and chakra alignment, um, whether it be through meditation, reiki, yoga, um, is it's it's all rooted in the belief that when the chakras are open and aligned, our energy is constantly free flowing. And that allows the prana or life force energy to flow through them. And it, it, it causes us to be vibrant and alive and illuminated. Um, but before we can really dive deep into each chakra, uh, we'll just, we're just going to hit on the basics of each one. And just give a brief uh, introduction to the chakra system. So as I said before, um, the seven chakras or discs or wheels, energetic centers uh, run along the, the spine. They start at the base or the tailbone or the base of the spine. And they run all the way up the spine to the crown of the head. So, at the base of the spine, or at the tailbone, is the root chakra. And the root chakra is associated with um, the base of the spine, the pelvic floor, and the first three vertebrae. In Sanskrit, Muladhara is the Sanskrit word for the root chakra. And as it's, it's kind of the foundation of the house. So when it's balanced, it gives us a stabilizing, supportive, sturdy feeling inside of our bodies. As such, it's responsible for our sense of security and survival. It's also connected to whatever you use to ground yourself, uh, including like basic needs such as food, water, shelter, and safety, as well as more emotional needs, such as letting go of fear and feeling safe. And as you may know, when these needs are met, you tend to worry less. With each chakra, there's a state of being balanced, which I just said when the root chakra is balanced, we have a state of security and feeling rooted, grounded, and safe. When it's blocked, a variety of ailments can occur from the blockages, including anxiety disorders, fears, nightmares. Physically, if the first chakra is associated with problems in the colon, or with the bladder, with elimination, or with lower back, leg, or feet issues. Like any of the other chakras, the root chakra can be underactive or overactive. So when it's out of balance, when it's underactive means it's closed or blocked. So that disc or wheel is not able to spin and process energy. It's blocked like kind of like when a pond compared to a river. So a pond is stagnant. It's not moving, so it grows a lot of yucky stuff because it's not moving. Where a river remains pretty clean and um, because it's constantly moving. So if, some, if one of these chakras is blocked, uh, it's not spinning properly. And in this case, you may feel very anxious, insecure, unsafe, um, as well as ungrounded. And then on the flip side of that, if it's overactive... It's as though the energies are working overtime and you become too attached to the physical and material world in ways which are really unhealthy. You may overindulge in physical pleasures like food or sex. Becoming too attached to money and an obsession with feeling secure are all markers of overactive root chakra. Now each chakra has certain things associated with it, like color, So the color of the root chakra is red. The element it's associated with is earth. Crystals that it's associated with are red jasper, onyx, or hematite. Many others as well, but these are just some of the basics. Yoga poses that activate it uh, might be like a wide-legged forward fold, um, squats or mountain pose. So that's the introduction to the Muladhara chakra or the root chakra, the very first one at the base of the tailbone. Then as we move up the spine, the next chakra, the second chakra is the sacral chakra. It's just above the pelvic bone and below the navel. It's uh like I said, it's the second, the second ch- chakra. And the most fun out of the seven, uh, this chakra houses our emotions, passions, and pleasures. The things that emotionally uh, satiate us and give us joy um, and is considered the creative and sexual energy center of the body. When our sacral chakra is aligned you'll feel really great. You're friendly, passionate, uh, successfully fulfilled, um, feeling a lot of abundance and pleasure and joy. Um, And by honoring your body and expressing yourself creatively, uh, you're keeping that energy wheel spinning and turning. Um, But when it's blocked, uh, you will feel very uninspired, Create creatively or have some emotional instability your sacral chakra um, if it's misaligned you um, might have trouble with sexual dysfunction um, or potentially experiencing a lot of fear or depression or addiction um, when it's underactive um, you might have low libido, a lack of, um, vivaciousness, uh, you might have, um, some hormonal and infertility, um, issues when it's overactive on the flip side, you may suffer, uh, from addictions, whether that be sex or addictions, uh, like alcoholism or drug abuse, um, You can also experience a lot of emotional fluctuations from highs and lows. Um, So the emotions are very unsettled in the sacral chakra. The color of the second sacral chakra is orange. And the element associated with it is water. The crystals associated with it can be tiger's eye or sunstone and the yoga poses that activate it is, um, are pigeon pose, goddess pose, or way or two. The third chakra is the solar plexus chakra. Uh, this is located from the navel to about the rib cage. So the space between the navel and the rib cage. Um, and that is governs all things like metabolic, digestive, and stomach-related. It's called the Manapura Chakra in Sanskrit, meaning lustrous gem. So the third chakra is said to be your source of individual power, ruling over self-esteem. It's the seat of motivation, action, and balance, It focuses on an individual's willpower, their personal power, and commitment. When it's blocked, you can suffer from low self-esteem, have difficulty making decisions, and you may have anger or control issues. That might lead you to be outwardly... um, maybe expressing some apathy or procrastination or that you're able to be taken advantage of easily. Uh, likewise, you'll also possibly have a lot of stomach aches of some kind, such as digestive issues or gas. Uh, a blocked solar plexus chakra will uh, make us struggle with a lot of self-doubt and Being our highest, most authentic selves will struggle with that. But on the flip side, um, isn't really much better. Signs of an overactive solar plexus plexus chakra include um, a very out-of-control ego, being power-hungry or egotistical, kind of a bully, resulting in like manic behavior or hyperactivity energy. The color associated with The third chakra, the solar plexus chakra, is yellow. And the element associated with it is fire, the sun. Crystals associated with it are citrine, um, amber. And the yoga pose that activates it are boat pose, twists, or warrior three. The heart chakra is the fourth chakra. And the, this is located in the center of the chest, encapsulating the heart, the thiamus gland, the lungs, and the breasts. And the thymus gland, which it plays a, a vital role in our endocrine and lymphatic system, so it's a very uh, important uh, space there where the heart chakra is. The Sanskrit word for, for the heart chakra is anahata chakra as the central chakra and it's right there in the middle of the chest it represents um where the physical and the spiritual chakras meet so it's kind of like a toggle switch right there where the three lower chakras meet and then we go to the three higher ones and that's the place of the change right there in the heart chakra as its name applies it's all about the love it's the Awakening to the spiritual awareness, forgiveness, and service. It's believed that when your heart chakra is aligned and balanced, love and compassion are flowing freely, both in terms of giving it out and getting it back. Your good vibes are practically contagious. You're just a very loving, compassionate, warm, giving human. When it's blocked, a closed heart chakra can give way to grief, anger, jealousy, fear of betrayal and hatred towards yourself and others. And when it's underactive, we may be emotionally closed off and find it difficult to get over past hurts and forgive. As a result, it could become hard to give and receive love. So it, your, your relationships will take a hit if that's blocked. If it's overactive, we may become too loving And um, that probably doesn't sound much like a problem, but this will have a ripple effect in our relationships being overly dependent, needy, jealous, and possessive with a lack of boundaries. The color associated with the heart chakra uh, are green and pink, and the element associated with it is air. Crystals associated with it are rose quartz, jade, um. And the yoga pose that activates it are back bends, reverse plank, upward facing dog, or just a few. The fifth chakra is the throat chakra. Um, the throat chakra is associated with the thyroid, parathyroid, jaw, neck, mouth, tongue, and larynx. have zero problem saying how you feel your fifth chakra, which is all about speaking your inner truth or specifically ensuring that your inner truths are properly communicated to others. Uh, And that way is likely well balanced. The Sanskrit word for the fifth chakra is the Vishuddha chakra, which means the throat chakra. And it rules over our communication. It's the first of the three solely spiritual chakras. Um, And when this chakra is in check, you are able to fully listen as well as speak and express yourself clearly. When it's blocked, however... Um, And it's underactive, the throat, throat chakra of a person that's underactive may find it very hard to truly express themselves. They may literally swallow their words, and in doing so, swallow their true feelings. In addition to having trouble speaking your truth, you find it hard to pay attention and stay focused or fear judgment from others, which can further hinder your ability to keep it real. Physically, this blockage can manifest itself as sore throats, thyroid issues, neck and shoulder stiffness, and tension headaches. Signs of an overactive throat chakra include talking too much, being overly domineering in conversations, being overly critical or judgmental of others, and being a very poor listener. The color associated with the throat chakra is blue and the element associated with it is ether. Crystals associated with it may be lapis, lazuli, aquamarine, and the yoga poses that activate it are fish pose, plow pose, and shoulder stand. The 6th chakra is the third eye chakra. Uh, It is physically located between the eyebrows. The third eye is said to rule the organs, including the pituitary gland, eyes, head, and the lower part of the brain. Uh, Don't let its name confuse you, though. The third eye, or Anya Chakra, is actually your sixth chakra, and it reportedly governs your intuition plus the ability to recognize and tap into your intuition. The third eye is also said to be responsible for all things between you and the outside world, serving as a bridge between the two. It allows you to cut through any illusions and drama to see the clear picture. It's pretty much your seat of truth. When it's blocked, you may have trouble accessing your intuition, trusting your inner voice, recalling important facts or learning new skills. And if your lower chakras, the root chakra, sacral, solar plexus and heart chakras and are unbalanced, your third eye will likely be as well, which may cause you to act more judgmental, dismissive and introverted. So if those lower chakras the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, and the heart are out of balance, your third eye chakra is probably not going to be as strong as you may like it to be. With an underactive third eye chakra, we may overly intellectualize things and try to work things out, which can result in feeling both overwhelmed and exhausted and maybe disconnect us from the power of our own intuition. As a result, we might be quite fearful and distrustful of the process of life and have a lot of anxiety over the future. A third eye blockage is associated with a broad range of issues, including depression, anxiety, and a more judgmental attitude. While physically, it's said to cause terrible headaches, dizziness, and a slew of other brain health issues. Meanwhile, having... A very open third eye can lead us to overactive imagination and a mind that runs away with us. Sometimes with an overactive third eye chakra, we may find our clairvoyant skills are so active that they can overwhelm and frighten us. The color associated with the third eye chakra is indigo. The element associated with it is light Crystals associated with it are amethyst, purple fluorite, or labradorite. Yoga poses associated with it are child's pose, dolphin pose, or eagle pose. And the last and seventh chakra that we're discussing tonight is the crown chakra. And that's located at the crown of the head. In Sanskrit, it's known as the sarahasara, I'm not saying that right, I'll get back to you on that, or a thousand petal lotus chakra. The crown is the center of enlightenment and our spiritual connection to our higher selves, others, and ultimately the divine, according to the Vedas. When aligned, the realizations uh, that occur within are said to be along the line of pure awareness and consciousness. Undivided and all expansive. Basically bigger than yourself and yet part of one giant universe. When this chakra is blocked and when it's underactive, the crown chakra may feel, um, we might feel listless or apathetic almost energetically numb and feel a sense of disconnection, which results in a lack of direction and purpose in life. Or you might feel like your regular self, just not in an exalted um, state of spiritual connectedness or enlightenment, which is fine. It's it's not a big deal. But um, unlike the other chakras, the crown chakra The crown chakra is often only opened up fully through specific yogic or meditative exercises or at certain times. Um, So this one is, you get glimpses of it being open, but it won't be for most people on a steady basis where that connection is always intact with the divine you, you might be able to get a taste of what it would be like during a, a deep meditation or prayer. Um, you might get a glimpse of what that kind of spiritual connectedness would feel like when you're directly connected to the divine. An overactive crown chakra often manifests as a desire for material belongings which never seem capable of being satisfied. So maybe greed or superficiality, um, Arrogance often result in uh, disconnection from others as well as the universe if it's um, overactive. The color associated with the crown chakra is violet. And the element, there is none. It's in a league of its own. The crystals associated with uh, the crown chakra are selenite, clear quartz, and the yoga poses that activate it are headstands, tree pose, and safasana. Balancing the seven chakras, well, while each chakra has its own distinct properties, they're all thought to work as a system. So that means if one's out of balance, it affects all the rest. So if you have signs of multiple block chakras, Just know that it's totally normal and any good yoga class or healer will work to align all of them at once, creating a clear channel for prana to flow from head to toe. Thank you so much for being here for episode three of a brief introduction on the chakra system and the subtle energetic Anatomy of, of the Body. Uh, episode 4, I would just like to go over this again and talk about the, the nadis and the feminine and masculine energy that we possess inside the subtle body um, that is so important and how it ties to the universe uh, to the sun, to the moon. Um, it's quite fascinating how connected we are to the universe. We are one with it. We are not separate from the universe. We are part of it. And so I want to discuss in the next episode, that very intricate, beautiful connection between the human body, soul, spirit, and the universe the planets the sun the moon and the earth so thank you for being here at hamsa holistic healing in ayurveda for episode four of the chakra system and the subtle body i wish you peace and good health uh, until next time that we are together to talk more about this very interesting and beautiful topic Have a wonderful night. Thank you for joining me. Namaste.